0: Breakfast on SEM. Awesome to have you with us. Sam Edmund Kane Corns are with you until nine o'clock this morning. All well, Kane, all Australian, best and fairest winner, Callum Mills. He's a New South Welshman. He was a Swans fan growing up. He was a Swans Academy graduate, and now he's the sole captain of the Sydney Football Club. And it's an appointment that may have surprised a few outside. The Sydney Football Club, given Callum, will miss half the year with a shoulder injury suffered in that self-inflicted postseason incident. But we're so glad that the coach of the club, John Longmore, has been willing to join us this morning. Hi, John. Great to talk to you. Good
1: day, Sam. G'day, Kane.
0: Great hey, just, just before we get to your backyard, we, we just had uh, Laura Kane on. Uh, the, I guess the process to get to a point where the league get to, to alter the rules. Are you satisfied as a coach of one of the 18 clubs, uh, John, that you are consulted enough?
1: I think you know, as far as um, we had plenty of time to be able to, um, you know, put in what we thought. I mean, that, that sent out to all the football managers, or the teams of football, and you, you go through a reasonably extensive process in regards to that. Um, I'm always a big favor in favor, though, of getting everyone in the one room and um, and uh, and talking about it. Um, you know, there's a process, a, a formal process you go through as far as writing down some, guests, some suggestions, but there's nothing like face-to-face contact and. Uh, it'd be great to be able to sit in the one room and, and throw things around and, and hear what everyone's got to say. I think that's uh, that, to me, is um, a great opportunity for the for the industry.
0: Just one more on the rules. I mean, are you satisfied broadly with the announcement? I mean, were you, uh, for example, one for five on the bench, John, or were you happy with four and a sub?
1: I'm okay at the moment. I'm, I didn't get, get caught up in it too much. I mean, uh, I understand. I think that's the change as far as the announcement of the teams. I think that was common sense. Mm. Um, the, um, I think that the, the challenge, maybe with the five, would be um, getting the right game time into those guys. And uh, I, there's pros and cons for everything. Um, if everyone's got an opinion on either, um, I'm okay with it as, as it is at the moment um, and uh, and happy to go with the status quo in that regard.
2: You've got a sole captain, Callum Mills. Was it uh, an easy choice in the end or, or one that you had to um and ah about?
1: i oh, i i guess kind of if you um the evolution of of callum's um captaincy um or or he's, it has been reasonably um obvious to those internal i guess of the swans for a long time i mean he's he's you know he's just got a great ability to be able to um think team and and um and and do things in regards to um you know on the ground as far as setting the tone and um, yeah, off the ground has been superb for a long period of time. So from that regards, I always, and I think everyone internally or most people internally would have thought that was a natural progression for Callum. I mean, obviously what happened at the end of the year, it, um, it certainly didn't change our minds, but it, we needed to put a bit of time in between that and, and um, the announcement yesterday and um, everyone makes mistakes as Callum's put his hand up too. But in the end... Um, he was he was the, the man to lead us forward. And, you know, we've got full faith in him to be able to to learn from his experiences, but also be just a wonderful captain for this footy
0: club. So am I right to assume, John, that, um, you know, at some stage later on in the season that obviously uh, Luke and Dane, you, you, your other co-captains had come to you and said, look, it's probably the right time for, for Callum. He's ready. And then this incident happens. It's probably of all the years that Callum, who's got, an, I imagine, an enormous amount of credits in the bank, uh, would have been a headache that you probably could have could have done without, I'd imagine
1: yeah i i guess that's probably fair to say you you know you um i think everyone expected to, to tell him to to get to this position and um and that was something that um you know obviously no one expected and and in the end you you deal with it and, and that's part of what happens at um in life is that you deal with some some things that get thrown up and and you and you have to negotiate the best way forward and the best way forward for this footy club was, was still to have Callum as sole captain. Mm. Um, And, and that's ultimately what we sort of fell back on is, is, um, you know, the players knew it, the players understood it. Um, They were, they were really keen for that to happen. And, in the end, it was a, internally certainly a, a, a reasonably obvious choice for us. Just
0: before we leave him, perhaps, how's he actually going with his recovery? When do you hope to, to I guess, have him available if you've got a rough timeline at the moment? And I imagine you'll share the, the fill-in duties while he's uh, rehabbing?
1: Yeah, look, he's coming along really well. He's done a few bit of training for us. Obviously, not, none of the contact work, um, but he's still running around and, and doing some drills and um, and moving really well. I mean, the, the challenge will be we'll have to hold him back, Um Saving from himself, I guess, to some degree, um, mm. in regards to trying to push, he would be pushing really hard to to get back and play. And you know, we're talking around the around the mid-season, um, hopefully a bit earlier, but we're not locking anything in at the moment. Um, we'll just keep it open and um, and see where he progresses. But also, you know, it'll be up to the surgeon about when he gets back. It won't be up to what we say. If you, if you look at your uh,
2: predicted best 22, it's as strong as anyone's, John, the, the changes you made in the off-season after not doing a whole lot the year before at the trade period. You were quite aggressive. You brought in some experience. What did your review of last season suggest that you need to get better at to to be competing uh, on Prelim final weekend or grand final weekend this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, you get to a stage Kane every year and you sort of look at, you know, what you need. And we felt that probably this time last year coming off the grand final... Um, you know, we were a really young team in that 22 grand final, and uh, we played the most experienced team in the competition at that year. And, and we started last season, I think, with 14 uh, players that hadn't played senior footy, which was the most in the competition. And mm-hmm. we'd already had a young young team in the grand final, and we knew that um, you know if we had a good injury run, we would be okay. But if the injuries stacked up, um, you know we'd, we'd be stressed a little bit. And uh, we had that last year, probably for the first you know, a bit of the pre-season, certainly through the pre-season, the first half of the year, we were stretched a little bit with injuries, which tested us a little bit. Um, and, you know, there's there's a lot of things in regards to list management and obviously cap issues and you and you look at different things that fit in and whether you can get players at different times. And, and we knew that, you know, this time last... or Sorry, the end of last year was an opportunity for us to get a bit of experience. We still lost Lance and, and Heek and a couple of others, that, you know, a fair bit of games still walked out the door. Um, and, but you know, we were still you know, really pleased to get those players in and help us you know, across, the, across the on the ground, but also in meetings and you know, just helping those younger players develop and, and get the most out of what we think is a really talented group.
0: Mm. I've got to ask you about Errol Gordon, John. I mean, you've been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, he's 21 years of age. I, f- I feel like calling him a kid, and I know you'd be loath to make comparisons with those who have gone before him, but geez. Is he as good as you've seen it? His finals, his final against Carlton was amazing. His, his season was amazing. How how far can he go?
1: Oh, he's, he's very good. I mean, you know, he and Chad. There's a few of them that are that are, um, you know, that are good young players that have got a bit of footy and you know, played a bit of footy. Even that, you know, they've come really straight into the team mm. virtually from from day one, and we've, we've we really backed them in, and they've been terrific because they've been, you know, mature. Um, in their minds and, and great footballers as far as their potential to get better and better. And Errol's a case of, you know, he, he does things. He's a very good player, but he's also completely team orientated. he thinks. Uh, you talk to him on the bench, he knows what is going on. He, he gets his team, uh, he gets the roles absolutely spot on most of the time. And, you know, that's a real credit to any player, let alone a young player. And, um, and so, you know, his ability to do that has been outstanding. Uh, he's just great to work with. You've got to hold him back, and you love players that you have to do that with.
0: He he's an academy graduate as well, of course. Um, and I just wonder, do you feel like you're constantly the academy system and Northern Academies? I'm speaking of as well is constantly under attacks, pretty strong. But do you feel like it's on stable ground, or you've always got to go and defend yourself and, and the system?
1: Oh, I think the, the challenge is when you when you step back from it and you look at the amount of players you know we've got, say from New South Wales on our list, or GWS or the or the Queensland teams um, on their list, local teams, local players from their local areas, compared to every other club, it's quite stark. Still, there's a fair fair gap, and mm. um, and I think that gets lost in the whole thing. And and you know when you look at some of the you know the origins of you know, some of the teams' players in uh, in other states, it does get lost. And you know clearly there's many clubs that are quite open in the fact that they just target players from from their particular home state. So we don't often have that opportunity because we're not quite at that point where there's a spillover effect from the academy system into the you know that have gone throughout the country. And we hope that's going to happen. And I think that should be the aim of all clubs and the industry itself is to have so many players coming through the, the northern academies that it spills out into the, the system and you're able to um, hopefully one day get those players back to your club when they decide to come home as, as many players go home to their home in the state from, from northern-based clubs.
2: I want to ask you about your expectations of brodie grundy because uh, look we're, we, we're hoping that it works and he's got the opportunity and he's going to lead the ruck but at some point the responsibility has got to be on him to play better john i don't think he's played at his best for for, for a fair time now uh, what are your expectations of him
1: ah oh, just to come in and 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 give it his best shot i mean that's that's our expectations we know he's a He's a he's got some a real ability. We know he's um, he gets after the ground level. What we've seen so far is that he's been fantastic at training and mm. and uh, can get across the ground and adds another dimension at ground level, which is really important. Um, you know the ground ball gets that he's able to get, not just the aerial contest, but the ground ball gets what he's able to get has been really noticeable. So our expectations are that he's that he you know gives himself the best shot to play his best football, and he's certainly doing that at the moment. You know he's a proud man. Um, he can't wait to get into the season, so you know we're we wrapped with him at the moment. We think he's going to have a big impact. And we actually uh, spoke about you yesterday in Sydney's
2: philosophy, I guess, of not commenting on <laughs> contracted players from other clubs. You're going to try? No, I'm not going to try. But I want I want to get you because Patrick Dangerfield just had a light-hearted uh, uh, comment about Bailey Smith looking good in, in Geelong Guernsey. What's your view on mid-season trading and what it could do? For the competition and and the fact that it could make it a free for all, and you might be forced to speak about contracted players from other clubs.
1: Seems like that's the way it's heading, doesn't it, Kane? It seems like the industry's heading that way, and I think that's where it's going. Um, You know, I think it's like anything as a coach, um, you look at the opportunities, but you also look at the threats, and you go, okay, well, this could be a great opportunity. But then you also, I don't want any players to leave. And so <laughs> you sort of, um, you know, you balance that out. But it seems like it's the way it's going. Um, and I think it'll just become, you know, the norm in the industry in the next few years. Is that's just what will happen. It creates a lot of interest. Um, it creates, you know, opportunities for us to get asked more questions as coaches. But yeah, mm. I think that's the way the industry's going. We'll just have to deal with that. And I don't think necessarily it'll be a bad thing for the competition.
2: Yeah. Would you be likely as a uh, such a successful coach mid-year, you've got a deficiency, say, so let's look at your key de- uh, key defenders and the cartons out, to, to go all in at that stage for the hope of getting that one last yeah. piece of the puzzle?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about positional players like keys, key forwards, key backs, rucks, um, yeah, that's certainly... Um, Appealing, but I, I guess the mechanisms around the salary cap and mm. and 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 that is a is a there's a fair bit to work through with that. You know the cap. Everyone talks about um, you know how many players you get from other clubs, but the cap often dictates that. So that's the thing that fascinates me the most is do you need to leave room in your cap to be able to attract players in the mid-season draft? Do you get compensation for that? I'm not sure how that works. So I think there's a fair bit of work to do there and. Mm. Um, and a lot of it revolves around the cat.
0: John, you've been doing this for a heck of a long time, as I say. Since two thousand eleven you've been a senior coach at Sydney. I don't often ask this question, but like, how are you going? I was just thinking of Craig McRae the other day when he presented to the commission about, you know, work life balance for not just you guys as the senior coaches, but your entire staff. I mean, how are you going? How have you assessed the change in the industry and what you do day to day and the how consuming it all is? How are I mean, how's your thirst for it? And how are you going at the moment?
1: Ah, oh, pretty good. Thanks for asking. It doesn't happen <laughs> too often. I'd like to check
0: <laughs> on your welfare from time to time.
1: <laughs> ah, it's great for you to ask. How rude you? of me! How rude of me! <laughs> um, no, it's a, it's yeah, it is. It, last year was the first time I'd actually travelled for a few years and and went overseas and went to a number of different places overseas, and I found that really stimulating. I hadn't travelled since be, you know, before COVID hit, and the you know the, everyone the brakes have been put on the spending in, at clubs and personal development sense and. Mm. And so, you know, what happens is that over a period of time, you just sort of, you know, I think in the, in the past we've been great, the industry's been great at sort of exploring, getting new ideas and we've seen worldwide as and the industry in, in essence has seen really strongly worldwide and we've sort of, you know, stepped back from that a bit. So last year was the first opportunity for me to do that for about five or six years and I, I felt really great about doing it. I just really got overseas and and had a look around and and learned a lot of different things. And I think that's great for the industry. I think it's great for the the players, hopefully. And, Mm. um, you know, it's something we should still encourage, no matter how long you've been coaching. Yeah,
0: yeah. Great stuff, mate. Great to talk to you. Uh, And and we really appreciate you donating your time and and reaching out to us this morning to, uh, you know, provide us with some great transparency on the captaincy announcement and the the broader implications of life up there at Sydney. And we we wish you well for, uh, for the year ahead at the Swans, of course.
1: Good on you, no worries. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Kane. Good on you, John. uh,
0: John Longmire, Sydney coach, uh, Premiership coach as well. Um, We better get to this man, though, Kane.